0: Listening to the broadcast basement on-demand radio network. It's the podcast. In the broadcast basement. Broadcast Welcome to episode 102 of Cinemental.
1: How can you talk if you haven't got a brain?
0: I don't know. But
2: some people without brains do an awful lot of talking. Then why don't you kiss me like everybody else does?
1: How about new? No? The thing is, Bob, it's not that I'm lazy
2: it's that i just don't care i came here like this so you'll know my word of death is true and that my word of life is then true
0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the movie podcast we can only hope you enjoy listening to as much as we enjoy making. My name is Steve Hovicki and as always I'm here with my co-host Hassan Godman and Latham Conger III. Our guest is a chef bartender server by trade and a classically trained Shakespearean actor by night which is probably why he's been flipping burgers and slinging gin isn't a dire adult life. A lifelong aficionado of SF fantasy and horror he began collecting comic books before he could actually read them i'll be curious to hear more about that most recently he was a creative consultant for the eisner award nominated big black stand at attica a very good graphic novel that if you have not read you definitely should go out and dig up a graphic memoir of frank big black smith and he is the host of a pop culture podcast called the literate nerds which will be returning with new episodes in july patrick kennedy welcome to Cinemental.
1: thank you so much for having me steve it's this is awesome and uh it's very nice to meet latham and meet Hassan as well and uh Ver- yeah, ver- the show. I I I, yeah. love, I love listening to the show. It's uh, it, it's excellent. Well, well, thank oh, you. And, uh, I we, uh, we right.
0: definitely definitely appreciate that. Yeah, I could I could listen to a little more of that. Actually, we, can, <laughs> yeah. we yeah. could just go. You, you you can go on if you like. <laughs> yeah, if we, can, if we can do a
3: we could do a deep dive at how great we no,
0: are. No, no, a- absolutely. Um, <laughs> Let's open up the show with how awesome we are. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I, 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 I'm, you know, I, of course, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm laden with imposter syndrome. So when I look and see that, you know, you've had guests like Walt Simonson it's on, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, yeah. how do I, I don't, you know, I don't, uh, uh, in, in complete... your defense,
3: Walt has that effect on everyone. Yeah. So I, wouldn't, I really wouldn't worry about
1: that. Yeah. I, I was, I was joking around with a friend of mine once that I was standing at the, uh, uh, at a, a booth at New York comic-con and somebody had the Ragnarok uh, portfolio and it hadn't even come out yet. And I'm like, Oh wow. The new Ragnarok portfolio. When is that available? I didn't think it was out. And this person touches me on the shoulder and says, Oh, it, you know, it's going to be out. And, and I turned and I realized it was, it was Walt. And then later on I was, <laughs> I, was I was, I was telling somebody the story and, uh, and, and I'm like, so I, I turned him and I realized Walt Simonson had, touch me on the shoulder and somebody stands somebody standing there goes you know walt simonson and i just turned it to oliver reed and i'm like i didn't say i knew walt simonson i said he touched me on the shoulder
3: <laughs> man you fit in a gladiator
0: joke how did he do that?
3: How did he do that?
0: <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll be, no, I, yeah. I have a feeling you'll be—you'll be pleasantly surprised with Patrick all night. So uh, yeah, so I think I that eliminates
3: know. the imposter syndrome, though. <laughs> if he could just whip a gladiator quote out of his, out
0: of his backside, I think we're gonna be all right right here. <laughs> uh, so uh, let's go ahead and get into uh, suffering from consumption. Uh, which you guys want to go first? I'll let you guys flip a coin. Lay, Hasan,
3: I don't have a coin.
2: Uh, I'll go first just because I have next to nothing. So.
3: Roger that. <clears throat>
2: um, well, what have I watched? Uh, what have I done? I really, I'm trying to think of the movie. We, we watched a movie, my daughter and I, but she didn't like it and I don't remember what it was. So I'm just going to move on to TV where we <laughs> wow. almost, I, I just can't remember what it was. Like, I don't, I, I just got a mind like, I'm not going to, make dead air here. So well
0: that's what uh, that's what editing's for. That's what editing's for. Um
2: <laughs> we've almost finished season one of the expanse, which I had forgotten how much I enjoyed it. So that's just a blast. To Did watch. you guys finish ER? No, we're uh we just finished season four. So we're okay on, all right starting five. Oh man uh, you guys are
3: <laughs> what what'd you say, Hassan? You guys are you guys are far from done with ER. Oh yeah we got fact. 10
2: more I think 10 more seasons right Is it something
3: like that yeah yeah geez. i get 20 at 26 episodes of pop or something like that yeah there's, crazy. there's
2: 24 usually and uh uh there it was a strange bit of synchronicity the one we just watched uh last night was uh it's called shades of gray and it was all these medical ethical decisions all packed into one episode all stemming from a uh a uh, bombing at an abortion clinic so you <laughs> can imagine the stuff that they came up with but it's pretty good but earlier in the day my daughter and her mother were driving and they came upon some protesters so just out of coincidence she was able to ask questions about the episode and like relate it to everything that was on the episode and what wow. she had seen in real life today, uh, yesterday so that was like a nice bit of synchronicity and and they handled it well on the episode too so yeah, we're starting season five on that five on that. Uh, I'm almost done with the boys season two. love it. It's great. I won't go on about that. <laughs> yeah, that's I, I've just been working on other couple of other things. So I haven't had a chance to really uh, watch much, but uh, what I've seen has all been good in the past week. So right. and these, these two movies, which I had actually watched. Uh, yeah, ago. yeah, and, and and
0: let me just say something about that real quick, Patrick. I really appreciate you uh being flexible with your schedule uh, when we had to reschedule things around a couple of weeks off from when we were originally going to record with you. We're gonna we're gonna keep the the program kind of in continuity where I had it originally because we're we've got enough banked ahead of what's releasing that we're we can I can just go ahead and slip this one behind. But again, thanks so much for being uh, flexible I with your schedule. That.
1: Absolutely, well, it was it was not a problem at all. You know, uh, I, I <laughs> I'm still currently collecting unemployment. And, oh, right on. You know, so <laughs> I, I'm sitting at home hiding out. Um, <laughs> I can do
0: this every week if you want. Uh,
1: yeah, you, yeah, know. <laughs> Alice, yeah, you know, um, it, well, you know, to be to be honest, man, I have to say that you know, I I was very lucky. Like a lot of people, you know, I had the opportunity to to collect unemployment. A lot of people in the restaurant business didn't. Right. Um and uh it was, you know, I got stuff done. You know, um uh I'm going to be editing a, a anthology horror comic and you know, I, my own podcast, I managed to get off the ground and I I I I didn't sit around, you know, well I did sit around, but I didn't, you know, I I I, I got shit done. I was not um complacent during the pandemic. That's for shit sure. Right on. Right on. That's right. good. Uh Hassan
3: uh, I didn't. Um, I watched uh, Clarice, second to last episode. Uh, okay. The last episode coming out, I think, tomorrow. Probably the last ever episode coming out yeah. tomorrow. So, oh well. And then, you know, The Bad Batch, but not much over the weekend because I went to a wedding this weekend.
2: Oh, wow. And I
3: had to go away to do it. So I didn't. There was not a lot. I watched. Um, I started watching, I think, as of the moment we hung up. On Wednesday, until right around now, I, I've been watching Bosch oh, for the first time. Nice. What do you think? It's I, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, awesome. It's not I, that's uh, funny
1: actually because I, I'm I'm currently collaborating with Terrell Lee Langford, who was producer on the first two seasons, and is uh, uh, Michael Connolly's produces Michael Connolly's podcast. He's one of the people I want out to. LA. He's one of the guy I'm working on the the, the horror book, with, the horror, <laughs> horror comic with. Nice, <laughs> see how <laughs> <yeah, laughs> well, well, like this. It's been so it's such a small world, man. I, I secretly
3: knew that.
0: that that's a, that's the whole reason I. Well, uh, you know what's well, you know, funny too, and I found out because the last season of Amazon's Bosch series premieres in like like a few days or next week. Yeah, yeah, and but it's got sp- a off. It's got a spinoff on IMDb. They picked it up with the whole production team. To create, because in the books he's a cop for a certain number of books, and then he's not a cop anymore. Yeah. So what they've done now is they're going to apparently. Careful. Well, I haven't <laughs> well, seen his, the last his, season. His, pro, his
1: proteges take over for him in um, Hollywood. Uh, 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 what, what's his Hollywood? Um, With well, their Hollywood homicide, right? Is right, division right. that they're in? Yeah, his uh, two of his proteges, I think, basically take over, and it's the series about them, I believe.
3: No it's, no, it's supposedly going to be him working it's him with the lawyer after his yeah it's with Mimi Rogers. Working with honey.
1: Oh, oh, really? I didn't know yeah, that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Titus wow. Welliver post his cop life. Oh, that's that's cool. Yeah, and that's, his daughter I mean,
3: that's is, st- is still involved
0: in it. Yeah, um,
3: that's why I'm super so
0: excited I, about it.
1: But
3: yeah. anyway,
0: sorry. Yeah, I'm 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 glad you're digging it because I I've uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed uh, all the seasons that they've done. so Yeah,
3: well, I like that he's kind of like it's, it's a story about a cop that's. Uh, that's kind of a stickler for rules as opposed like there's so many anti-hero cop stories about i mean like he's not always i mean he does he yeah <laughs> when yeah. one or two shady really shady fucking things happen but um <laughs> but for the most part he's not like these these guys like it's not like what's his name um You know Michael Chicklitz from uh, The Shield, where he's always doing something like you know bent, or or even Luther, um, who is yeah. Luther has
1: just Luther has absolutely no regard for protocols at all. Man, that guy. But the only yeah, the only
3: redeeming quality about Luther is that he's not morally. Uh, yeah. he's not morally reprehensible, but I mean, yeah. he doesn't, he doesn't follow any of the rules. So it's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of nice to see a guy who's like, just a you know, just a normal cop, you know, in a, in a, in a, in a cop setting. So, yeah. I mean, I've been enjoying it. It's cool. It, uh, it goes by pretty quick too. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of, uh, you know, um, so, so yeah, I've been, mean, but that's mainly what I've been watching. I don't think okay. i watched anything else. Um. Uh, other than uh, oh yeah, and I saw Nobody over the weekend. Oh, good.
0: With what do you Kirk. think?
3: Um, I liked it and I didn't like it. You know, like okay. um, there's there's things I really did like about it, and I thought it was um, sort of a you know, in the John Wick you know family of, of it, uh, genre. But... Yeah, yeah. You kind of want a different feel for another. If he's going to do a completely different movie with a completely different uh, 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 protagonist, but yeah. it. It works. I mean, if he marries the two of them and says that they are in the same universe, which they're flirting with, uh, flirting with, that wouldn't bother me so much. But you know, you, yeah. I did want to see more because it's Odenkirk and it's supposedly like it's a hybrid of John Wick and comedy. I would like, I would have liked it to be a little more funny than it was, you know. But it, but it's, it's fine. Um, I took, it's easy to take Odenkirk seriously as a as that kind of character, you know. Yeah. So that. That was the most important thing. That was the main thing that they managed to convey. So I enjoyed that. Um, I was. I'm going to watch Wrath of a Man. I just haven't gotten to that yet. Oh right, um, right.
0: The new uh, Guy Ritchie. Yeah. Uh, did you watch? Did you watch the gentleman? No. Okay, because that's the one he did right before this.
3: Yeah, supposedly that wasn't a very good movie, though. Yeah. Um, according to, according to his own critics, you know. So, right. Right. You know. Well, we'll see. I'll be mm-hmm. the judge of that personally. I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> yeah. But that was about it, you know. Uh, it's been it's been pretty slow. Gotcha. Uh, did you see the thing I posted? Uh, when Walt and Wheezy were talking about the bear in their in their uh... Uh, the bird feeder. Yeah. No, what'd you say? And I just I just wrote move immediately. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That's that all I wrote. Come on, man! You can't have a bear in your. I, I don't. I don't buy it. I don't know why. I'm a city boy. I get it. I get it. There's some things I'm not meant to know. But right. I've, my property value, as far as I'm concerned, would be way down if I would just be out of my uh, about my backyard one day and could be confronted by bear. You know, that's just
0: that's something I am and I am ill equipped to deal with. It. And having been at Walt's house, you know exactly how far that bird feeder is away from like his deck. Exactly. It's there like, is no deck, and everything like is made three, of glass. It's like three. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so if that bear wants in it's getting in that's yeah, all i'm saying there's,
0: there's a lot of glass in that house
3: that's
0: yes sure. but never mind yeah all right oh good <laughs> it's, all, it's all about the bears here yeah. chicago and new york it's all about the, the bears. bears yeah the, the exactly. bears, the
1: bears well, and it, is pr- it is pride month so i'm here to represent so. <laughs> uh, oh boy yeah. nicely
0: done all right, so uh, so for Patrick's uh, main film pick, uh, killing of a Chinese bookie. It's all right, Vince. It'll pick up. Have a big night. This guy does the whole thing. So we got it. Choreographs it. He stages it. He does. Ah, don't exaggerate. I do the best I can. Hey, will Pay you. She's still up. Awesome.
3: Guy owes us money. He's gonna pay.
0: 1976, directed by John Cassavetes, with a running time of either 108 or 135 minutes. Depending... time of 108 to what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck is up with this movie? All right, uh, I'm sorry. Um, to, uh, <laughs> 108 or 135 minutes, depending on which version you watch. A strip club, o- a strip club owner gets in over his head with gambling debts, and just after getting out from under a previous debt, but this time the guys he owes see another way for him to pay them back. Solve a little problem for them ease the debt things however as one would expect do not go as planned patrick why did you pick killing of a chinese bookie explain yourself
1: uh, well yeah I, I i picked killing of a chinese bookie because uh i, I relate to characters like uh uh, uh ben gazzaris in this uh, cosmo cosmo vitelli um and, uh, you know, in, in all all mediums, you any know,
3: Chinese I, bookies, have you killed,
1: Patrick? <laughs> I have not killed. I have not killed any Chinese bookies, but I have definitely um, made choices in my life that were not wise. Um, and I've definitely um, felt compelled by my um, <laughs> my inner demons <laughs> and, and if, I may and or look, may
0: not have maimed a Malaysian masseuse. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. You know, uh, um, but but also just like you know, the, I I've I felt that i felt the kind of desperation that he feels in it. Um, you know, and also I just <laughs> I love these. You know, I I really like this film because it's it's almost like Casavetti's making a, a peck and paw movie. You know, the, this is a guy who is. Lived past his usefulness, basically, uh, and I like that. You know, I like the the the, the tragic, um, <laughs> toxic masculinity pastiches. <laughs> you know, um, and uh, and and it's just it, like it, it's loaded with style. I mean, I mean, you can smell the single malt scotch and the Chesterfield cigarettes. You, you know, coming off of this film and. and you can uh the the, the the scenes where um and the faces in it, I mean, are just absolutely incredible. Yeah. You know, the character actors in it are amazing. And um it just it, it's one of those movies, and, and it's strange because you know I'm I'm a lifelong New Yorker. I only visited LA for the first time a couple of weeks ago. Uh but I I I picked these two movies that are very quintessentially at Los Angeles. That's right. That's funny. Yeah, uh, and 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 also I love it because it represents a certain kind of filmmaking. I mean, you know, it's pretty obvious that Casabetti's invented mumblecore long <laughs> before the Duplass brothers <laughs> ever did. You know, and and he said that he said that you know he was much more concerned with style than he was with a, a you know um, a skill or, t- or a technique rather. You know, he, yeah. he said that was the big problem with with uh, a lot of of new Hollywood is that these guys were. You know, so uh, desperately trying to show their technique as filmmakers, they were forgetting about you know how to convey uh, feeling. You know, uh, and th- uh, and that's one thing this movie's loaded with is feeling.
0: Yeah, you know, it's funny. Uh, uh, several weeks ago, we watched a Woman Under the Influence, um, which was, I believe, the trigger for you actually reaching out to to me, um, and yeah, asking if you could come on and actually do this film, and uh, at the time. Uh, that was only the 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 second uh, Casavetti's film that I had seen. The other the other one being why am uh, I blank- Gloria,
1: Gloria, Gloria, Gloria yeah, of course, yeah, with, with his now. with his bride yes. uh, Gina Rollins, who was yes. also in uh, A Woman Under the Influence, yeah, yeah, and, and, and was very nice to Howard Chaykin uh, on the set of uh, of Killing of a Chinese Bookie. Howard Chaykin spent some time on the set of this. And he said, Gina Rollins is very, very nice, and Peter Falk was very nice to him also. <laughs> and, nice, uh, and Ben and Ben Gazzara was in character the entire time, <laughs> doing that, and was as obnoxious as you would you would assume he would be, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. And you know, now, in watching this movie, coupled with Women Under the Influence, you know, I feel like in watching those two movies, there are more so with this one than Women Under the Influence which is just it, it was a difficult not a difficult watch, but it's, it's, there's a lot. It digs a little deeper. Let's put it that way. This movie is, I feel like there are really, these really strong sequences in the film that speak to exactly what you were just saying. And then it's like he takes his foot off the gas and the car just rolls to not a stop, but to like idling speed. And you're just kind of creeping along then for a while and then it gets to another spot and he, he hits the gas again and, and away you go. Um, you know, there's a whole sequence towards the end of the film um, where there's like, it's not really a chase, but it's kind of a chase through this, through this warehouse. And, you know, it involves kind of, a you know, and it, there, there's a lot of great tension built up and where you're expecting, there's at least six or eight points where you expect, you know, a, a door kicked in or something and somebody to jump out. And it just, you know, it, I'm not going to give away every point of the movie, but there's just, you know, there's a lot of stuff that he does really, really well. And then you get and then and then but then you're sitting on a couch and having this conversation and it becomes <laughs> an entirely different movie. And then you get in towards the end of the film and it's just like he's just like takes his foot off the gas and lets the car roll into the parking lot. And, you know, bump into the fence at the backside, you know, and it's like, OK, so that's where we're, this is where we're going to stop the movie.
1: I think that there's there's something to be said. I mean, I do love the the uh, the action uh, and the suspenseful parts of the film. But the scene when he goes and visits his girlfriend and his girlfriend's mom. And I also love the scene at the beginning when he's picking up his girlfriend. He's like, "You, what do you mean? My mommy's not coming with me. Right. Come on. You're the most beautiful mommy. He like. And it's obvious that. You know, all right, he's a strip club owner, he's a gambler, he's an alcoholic, you know, probably does a couple of bumps. But like he treats his girls well. Right. You know, he, he gives a shit about his club. And and I mean, is 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 Mr. Sophistication not one of the greatest <laughs> fucking characters. No, and, and that's the
0: that's really the at the core of this is 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 Regardless of the business he's in and the stuff that he does do and the problems he runs into and the situations he finds himself in, in his heart, he's not a bad guy in any way, shape, or form.
1: No, he's not really like, he's not really a bad dude. You know, right. <laughs> and he's, he's just, not, he's <laughs> not a character. You really,
0: there's, if there was a reason to dislike this character anywhere in this movie, I have a feeling this movie would be taken in a completely different way. You just wouldn't care.
1: Yeah. You know, no, you'd, be, no. you'd
0: be like, well, well you're going to get whatever you get. But I feel like the fact that he is a good dude
1: he helps the, the guy. I, I, I get that. Well, no, no, no. Well, listen, obviously he is not. I'm not talking know, he, about
0: that part of it.
1: Well, but that's, I mean, okay. All right. Listen, but you also, also have to, to, realize realize that, that, that to have your opinion he, on it. He's, you know, he's also, I mean, he's also running in a world where, you know, basically if he doesn't go do this for these guys, they are going to kill him. There's no doubt about that. And also they might hurt his girls, you know that's the other thing is that that's the next right. step. The next step is them showing up at his girlfriend's house right and of course he, you he know? and at the end of uh, day, I mean, the day he got himself into the situation yeah so. yeah, and he's a schmuck, he just fucking pays these guys off. he's taking three gorgeous women out for the night and he ends up back at the uh, gambling parlor and blows another what 28 grand like uh, yeah. like absolutely he's a fucking schnuck
3: that negates him being a good guy though, you know? Well, um,
1: um, okay. He's not, all right, listen, he's not a good, he's not necessarily a good man, but he's certainly not, you know, he's not evil.
3: Hmm.
2: He's the guy flawed people root for. That's what he is. Yeah.
1: That's you know, I, mean. I mean, well, I don't know. Oh,
2: sorry.
3: I Aside you. from judgment.
2: <laughs> you know, um, I mean,
1: I can, I mean you know, he I did, he murdered,
3: he murdered some guy for money. That's kind of, he, he, he doesn't No, no, no! He, murd-
1: he murders a guy because they're going to murder him if he doesn't. Because of money. Well, yeah, right? but they're the so, but. But the thing we about we don't it know is, the backstory of that guy at all. And and, and yeah. also, it's it's also well, we know that he's it, well. It turns out that he's actually not just a Chinese bookie. If if you watch it, you know, it turns out that he's a high-ranking mobster. Well, you know, yeah, he he's exactly. certainly not. He the, the Chinese bookie that gets murdered is certainly not. You know, um, uh, a hero by any means either,
3: right? Um, Yeah, it's true. But I mean, like, if you hit someone with your car because you're because you're drunk driving, and it turns out you hit a serial killer, you still killed someone with your car.
1: Yeah, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Absolutely. Okay. So, all right. Uh, No, no, I'm not trying to. I don't think Cosmo is is a good guy. Um, but and but there are moments certainly in the film where where you have to sympathize with him, And, and and it's very autobiographical and that cassavetes felt that you know he felt that he was uh, surrounded by people in the industry who didn't give a shit about his art and was beset on all sides and also felt that he made stupid decisions too uh mm. and very much in the way that that benny and bring me the head of alfredo garcia is uh, uh, uh autobiographical of peckinpah mm. but it's like you know, like the scene when he's sitting in the living room and his girlfriend's mom says, get out. I don't want you to see my daughter anymore. I mean, that's really tough. I mean, it's a, it's a really, really rough scene, you know. And then he goes back and, you know, he's, he's hoping that, you know, he's hoping that all of these people that have been under his employment are going to be all right, you know. And, he you know, he knows that he does know that he was loved. And that's the thing. And that's why, you know, that's why it's so difficult for his girlfriend and his girlfriend's mother to tell him to get out. It's so it's really tough for them. I mean, you you watch that they're not they they love him, you know, as as much of a schnook as he is, Um, because he's probably pretty decent for being a a strip club owner slash pimp, you know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, as, as far the as the hips go he's not yeah, bad you know you said that um, whole
3: sentence unironically, too uh, um. yeah I,
1: cer- I certainly did um <laughs> and, and i just you know I, I i love the the um i don't know the beautiful nihilism of of him bleeding out and and trying to you know i just it, it, i don't know it just appeals to me it, it, it's it's that kind of <laughs> you know it's it's that kind of um yeah like you said rolling the car rolls into the parking lot and then just kind of dinks into the the fence. Yeah. You know, and comes to an end, you know, because there's no there's no great, you know, shootout um, you know, blaze of glory for him. It's just you know, it's just things come to an end for him. Yeah. Uh, lay go ahead. Yeah, well, I mean, I've seen two John Cassavetes
2: films now. I, I think the problem with, for at least for me, is is I don't like watching extreme close up for half the movie. I just don't <laughs> like that way of directing. Other and I don't think I think he thinks it's interesting to show someone going through the emotion of whatever situation they're in. But this is a basic situation. This is a gambler who's got to kill somebody because he owes a lot of money and just focusing on this guy all the time. I honestly, when, when I watched A Woman Under the Influence, it it almost to what Steve said, it grew on me as it went and then it barely didn't really bring it home at the end. It kind of, as you just said, dinked into the fence. This, I liked at the beginning more. I liked as it build, built up to the point of his dilemma. And then you've got this just, I don't think the scene where he's going, the house is suspenseful. I think it's just tedious. It's just tedious going up the stairs, going through the house. I mean, it's just so nonchalant. He's going through the house that didn't, that didn't work for me. And everything that came after that, I, I just agree with, you know, I agree with Stevie. There's some good points where it's there's these interesting parts. And then the, then you just take your foot off the gas and don't, Bring what you're trying to bring home, but I think that's what he's trying to do. I think that's his directorial style. I think that's how he tells his stories. And it wouldn't surprise me if all his other movies are like this too. But I really well, don't. I'm sorry. Sorry, go ahead. sorry.
0: No. Sorry. One quick question I wanted to ask you, and I forgot. I, I apologize for not asking you to start it. Did which version did you watch? I watched the longer version. Okay.
2: All right. I, I tried to. I didn't know which one we were going for, and I thought, well, that's. That was the first version he released. I mean, it's hard. It, I didn't want to watch them both. And it, it's hard okay. to, based on what I read, it was hard to choose which one to watch because the, the shorter ones, the director's cut, right? Definitely. That's the one he did two years later. Yeah, yeah,
1: I believe so. Yeah. I mean, I just,
2: I, it's weird
0: when the director's cut is shorter. That's a rarity. By 27 okay. minutes too. It's, it's yeah. a, a considerable amount. And from what I understand, and just from what I looked up and found, The changes he made are not just in content, but also in actual structure as well. He actually changed moments of the film, like edits of the film around within within certain scenes. So it wasn't just a matter of like, oh, these parts are really slow. I'm going to ditch these or shorten these up or anything. He actually changed quite a bit of it. So I find it interesting that, A, both of these exist... Kind of on equal footing in the wild because they're both available on HBO Max, right? Um, and I was just like, that was the first thing I was surprised when I found that that both were on there. But yeah, I was just, I was just curious as to which one you watched because I, I kind of did a little research beforehand, and that I just I watched the director's cut, um, which is why I oh. wanted to ask you. But that's but
1: here you there, I'm sorry. the shorter
2: version. I watched Don, the shorter version. Don yes. obviously, watched the longer one.
1: I, I yeah, I didn't realize. I wish I had mentioned that because I'm I've only seen. The uh, the hour forty nine. I've never seen the long version. Oh, I've only seen the director's cut. Yeah, oh, okay. What? I, did, I didn't watch that. The
2: long one?
0: I think
1: so.
3: <laughs> I can't imagine <laughs> uh, a longer version of whatever I watched. Okay. Let's just put it that way. So, <laughs> did, did you I imagine did I watched you? the long version? That means
2: you might have watched the shorter one. <laughs> Who knows?
3: Uh, it's possible, but I can't imagine. Well,
0: I can't that's imagine it that was that's under, the, that the, the, was it. Under or over two hours?
3: I don't even remember. Um, okay, probably it was over two hours. Okay, so you so watched, was this, a, you watched or the original yeah.
0: version. Okay, so yeah. you guys both watched the original, and, and Patrick and I watched the director's got Interesting. Okay. Uh-huh.
3: Okay. That's probably why you're
0: That's
1: two
2: different me. movies oh, from what. More,
1: it, yes. Yeah.
3: yeah. It's what
2: it's
1: out. Yeah, like. certainly. Uh, yeah, I, I apologize. I didn't realize because uh, the the version that I have, I actually own it on uh, Amazon streaming. Oh, and, and okay. I didn't I didn't realize it was available on HBO max until uh, we d- decided to do the episode. I, I apologize. I wish
2: no, I had realized it's fine. that. I mean, I liked the first, I, I didn't mind the length of it for the first part of it. Like the first hour was like, I really liked the girls and the relationships and despite the, all the, despite the way he directs, I was, I was into it. And then, then when it got to the part of when he had to do the deed, that's that. I mean, that's where it should really take off. And it, it didn't for me, it went backwards and, you know, I didn't dislike it. Um, I just, I, I don't, I don't think it's interesting to just film people and their emotions. I don't buy that as, <laughs> as a way of telling stories. If that's all you're going to do, if you're going to leave a bare bones script and a bare bones framework with the story and you just want to show actors doing their best with minimal material and let them go it's going to be really hard for you to to give me a movie that I'm going to consider one of
1: the best so um I you know I I thought it was I I think I have like almost an opposite thing than you do uh yeah. Latham because I I love like the extreme close-ups I mean I love yeah, I, looking I'm at sure. the faces like a guy like Seymour Cassell oh <laughs> yeah I can just, I can, I'm sorry I can just look at that face all day it's like like it's like looking <laughs> at the Grand Canyon <laughs> no, no, definitely,
2: definitely a taste thing I mean there's nothing yeah. wrong with I mean Cassavetes is considered a auteur and a great yeah director. certainly
1: yeah.
2: so it's it's just I don't know I just I've never thought that's a good way to tell a story that's just my personal preference but that's not to say the movie doesn't have merit there's you know Gazaras great uh um the supporting characters are you know no there's no bad actors in this movie it's it's well done I just don't think what I just didn't enjoy the material they were they were given at times to try and sell through their to their facial expressions and their emotions and stuff like that. So and it
0: was funny too after your some of the comments you had about woman under the influence and, and Cassavetti's style and filmmaking and that when I was watching this film, a lot of that actually kind of bounced back into my head as you know this kind of the stuff that you had pointed out. And I it, it made it i made a lot of stuff very obvious to me as I was watching the movie. Stuff that you had pointed out after watching the other one.
2: Right. And and actually I mean to give him a little credit, it's not easy it's very difficult to follow an actor in close-up and move the camera around and especially not back then right it. right yeah very good very good at keeping someone where it's just their head in frame and moving it just you know with whatever he's doing that's that's impressive uh in itself as far as camera technique uh one of the cinematographers on this was uh caleb de chanel oh who worked on Twin Peaks a lot, the TV show, so that, I thought that was interesting too.
3: Father oh, of uh Zoe and uh, what's her name? Uh, yeah, oh, uh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: the, the, the broad imagine. from uh Bones, yes,
3: forgetting her sister has a has the uh, the less exotic name, and I never remember it,
0: yeah, exactly. Oh, it's, it's Zoe Deschanel and um, she actually has two sisters, one doesn't really act, but yeah, okay,
3: <laughs> the um, sister.
0: The sister that the other sister that's known, the other yeah the, yeah, the the one that was on Bones for ten seasons or eleven seasons or whatever. Um,
1: Emily. Emily Bones around for Emily Deschanel. Emily Deschanel. De, Emily, Emily,
0: Emily, De yeah, a, yeah. Emily Deschanel.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know. I, yeah, I didn't know they were related, but I like. I like. He directed
3: some episodes. Of yeah, TV, Caleb's uh, Caleb came up with the American Zoetrope with
0: uh, with, oh, with uh, yeah. Coppola and the rest of those guys. And you know, didn't he, he shoot? Over on, over didn't didn't, didn't he shoot hour. Unforgiven? I know he's he's done a ton of, of, of really, really important work. He has, and I thought he has I'm looking him up
2: right now. Pretty he's, normal looking guy. Oh he's no, directed
0: that was Jack Green, sorry. He
2: directed Crusoe Bones, obviously, part of Bones, Law and Order. Uh, I'm surprised he hasn't just directed a bunch. He did three
0: episodes of Twin Peaks, but they're all really good ones. Oh, he shot Passion of the Christ and the Patriot. Yeah. And being there. Oh, that's a hell of a movie. Being there. The patriot
1: yeah, be, with um
3: Wow, that's great. Yeah, that's
2: being there
1: well, is a great the movie. Man. Seagal
0: Seagal's a patriot. No, right or, uh, no. Did, dude. Really? Yeah. Uh, right? Oh, stuff. he also he also shot the right stuff and the natural. Jack Reacher, that's
2: a that's a fun movie. National treasure. He's all over the place here. Ty's Time-
3: not a no, like I said, he's he's got the bona fides. He's from he's from that he's from that master class. You know that what is it? What the the um, called the Murderer's Row? You know of uh, yeah, Dean, Dean
1: Condy's one of those guys, right? Hmm?
3: Film alumni. Yeah. He you helped know, from, out from that- UCLA and uh, yeah, and um, so all, all the all the new Hollywood
1: guys, all, yeah. all the guys
3: that worked with the new Hollywood directors. Yeah, he helped out on that
2: Drek Thx One One Three Eight.
1: Listen, that's a great. Movie about Patrick Patrick, underground airport hallways. Don't follow him down there, that's right. Follow him down the rabbit hole. And if that's what the movie
2: had actually been about, I would have been interested in it. That it's about bald idiots, (laughs) of which we have four on the podcast right now, so maybe I should just shut up. All right. I'm done with the killing of a Chinese cookie. I mean, bookie or whatever he was. Fortune Strangely
1: bookie. enough, there is actually a documentary about uh, the development of the fortune cookie called killing of a Chinese cookie, which I bought by accident on Amazon Prime. And I still have not watched, but it's supposed to be excellent. I got to sit down I mean, and check it out. I was going to say, if no
2: one used that title by now, I'd be shocked if <laughs> no one just found a way to
0: use that title as a playoff uh, oh, Chinese book. my bookie. goodness. All right. Uh, Hassan, what did you uh, uh, think? I
3: saw a a clip from a documentary for Cassavetes and it was just uh, Ben Gazzara talking about filming uh, this movie. And he went to dinner with uh, Cassavetes in the middle of dinner, Cassavetes leaned over to him and said, "Show, should we kill him? (laughs) And Gazzara's like, what? Who? He goes, the bookie. Should we kill the bookie? And Gazzara's like, you gotta because the movie's called The Killing of a Chinese Bookie. (laughs) And he's like, yeah, but I don't know. I don't know if it's got enough weight to it. I don't know if it's heavy enough. I think it might be interesting if we <laughs> named it that and didn't kill him. And then he asked another person there, and the guy said the same thing. Was, the, the film's called The Killing of the Chinese Bookie. You can't not call, can't not kill the bookie. He said, uh, so Gazara said, all right. You know, he kind of relented. He was reluctant. And then we went upstairs, and we we killed the bookie.
1: <laughs> now
3: my reason for telling you that is that it's not how you make fucking stories. You don't <laughs> it shouldn't be in the middle of a goddamn film wondering what your ending should be. I know it happens more than more than uh, more than it doesn't more than you think it would. I get it. I get what everyone's saying here. I, you know, I think, I think the film is a very interesting looking film. There's a lot of interesting stuff in it. There's a lot of Easter eggs as to who these particular characters are and what they're doing and what they're, hopes and dreams are it is a study of a person who gets out of a fuck up and then fucks up five minutes later and gets himself back into the biggest problem that even and I can relate to that. I've, I, I, I can't even count how many times that's <laughs> happened. Right. I get it. However, fuck you. Tell me a story. Stop. Stop putting people in rooms and, and yelling action. And just filming whatever you, whatever you catch and then cutting it together and then calling it a deep noir or, you know, a, you know a deep, meaningful piece of film. It's just nothing happened. The, 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 the inciting incident of him paying the, the, the guy off and then calling the guy a scumbag, going back to his, his uh, strip club. You know, taking everybody out to celebrate and getting himself back in trouble—that is the that is the rising and falling action of the whole film. Yeah. And then the rest of it is is Gazara, who I love. All right, he he is the main villain in the greatest movie that's ever been made. Right. Oh. So I love him. Oh. Okay. Buffalo sixty six. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and. and I'm not even going to, I'm not even, I'm not dignifying that. Uh, (laughs) And and then you just watch him walk from that side of the room to the other side of the room. In close up. And you're so close to him that you only, you only know he's moving because the scenery behind him is blurring. (laughs) And then he's uh, he's moving again. Wait, hold on. He's moving again. Something's happening. No. Now, okay. Now he's at his girlfriend's
1: house and then. Okay, there's a slight argument. Well, i, I think the I think it may okay. definitely suffer from from uh, uh seeing yeah, the, 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 the longer and the CD shorter version. Yeah, I, I you know, I don't dispute you. I enjoyed
3: watching the film. I don't think it's a terrible film. I can understand why yeah, someone would like this film, but I don't think even shortening this film would add more substance to whatever I've seen in the film in and of itself. Now I'm not talking about like the whatever meaning you've 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 called out a number of things, uh, a number of intricate things, and you have you have been able to derive meaning out of those things, and I and I completely respect that. But I I am and I'm at a bad time to be reviewing this film because I'm just so sick of just not getting a story, you know, just not (laughs) just 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 not being given a story and just watching something and. I don't need films to be a slave to like visual language or anything like that. Or, you know, I don't need you to have like inciting incidents and then rising and falling action, action, and then, you know, a uh, quick reversal. I don't need those things to adhere to that completely, but as has been described in this very podcast, in the beginning when a car bumps into a fence at the end and then you roll credits and I'm surprised that it's over because nothing has happened, <laughs> I, I I don't think I just watched a good movie in my in my personal opinion, right? And I'm I'm just kind of I'm I'm just kind of tired that of it. it's, it's very you know it's it's not quite in the in the uh, in the the fountain the category of the fountain or uh, or or black swan it's not oh. quite in that in that territory <laughs> but it's close it's wow. close to that. Mm in just in just like what am i okay you know i get it i see it i understand it but why am i seeing why am i being told this (laughs) and i think when you if you if you apply just you know just just a little less i mean maybe the shorter version is better i guess i should try to sit through the shorter version but the idea that a longer a, a half hour longer version of your movie exists in the first place is it just speaks to something not being quite right (laughs) so now i enjoyed it i i did like i i know i sound like i'm killing it and I, i was miserable watching it i was not but i it's it's very difficult to 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 consider that there was a lot of consideration going into like other than like a whole bunch of dinners where it's like well what should we film tomorrow you know should we, Should I, I got an idea. I'm going to, we're going to, we're going to go into the strip club, right? And we're going to film some people on stage pretending to sing and doing a really bad job of entertaining. Yeah, and I'm going to sh- walk from, I'm going to walk diagonally from the, from the back <laughs> corner of the room all the way over to that exit. And I'm going to be lit in a moody, in, a, in the moody light of that exit for a while while I smoke a cigarette and wonder what I'm supposed to do about killing this Chinese bookie. And then I'm going to walk back to where I was, was in the beginning of the shot. And I'm going to sit down again and I'm going to do some more wondering about whether I should, whether or not I should kill this guy. And then I'm going to try to talk my way out of it, even though I know I'm not going to be able to get out of it because I'm talking to the fucking mafia who have been terrorizing me for the, industry, you know, for untold many weeks and months earlier, it, you know, uh, before the, before the camera started rolling, which made me pay off the debt in the first place, and then you know it's just it's just like oh, oh God. apparently it's a well uh, it's a very highly considered movie. It's got a Criterion. Uh, um, people love it. I think it's uh, I think it's worth it. I don't think anybody who loves this movie is a uh, is any way defective or or, or messed
1: up. Um, you know? um we've I'm never just... actually met, so please. <laughs> no No judging don't make assumptions (laughs) there's a reason why i relate to characters like cosmo vitelli and benny from bring me the head of an alfredo garcia i uh i will i
0: i did find one thing about this that i will say that that latham will 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 listen to here and and think make perfect sense but Apparently, a one film, one particular director has stated that this film was one of his biggest influences, and that's Harmony Corinne.
3: Yeah, oh. that's not a director. That's that's not a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a compliment. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's not. They did. They did not enjoy Spring Breakers. We did that. Uh, you know few what? I've break.
1: I've never I've never actually seen Spring Breakers, so oh, uh, you know i I've, I've heard it's delightfully sleazy.
3: It's a, it's the it's the greatest uh, really example. Of, it's the greatest example of white privilege that we've had in, in modern cinema history. <laughs> someone gave wow. this knucklehead money to film Love Spring it. Breakers*. Call him it just, Love it. Love I've it. seen the kid. I've seen him on Letterman. He
1: can't form three sentences.
3: You know, but green? <laughs>
1: cool.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Just yeah. Knucklehead. Uh, yeah, well, Boondock they, Saints got greenlit. So I mean, <laughs>
3: you know. <laughs> So that on. was a coherent. That was a full story. I mean, it's got its
1: issues, but <laughs> it I understood it, the heck man. I was watching yeah. when I was watching it. M- Mister, um, is it Duffy? Is that what his yeah, last Troy name Duffy. is? Yeah, Troy Duffy. Troy. Yeah, he leaves a lot to be desired. That yeah, guy, I, to say the least. Uh, <laughs> the only other, the only other tidbit about this that I haven't
0: covered yet that I thought was interesting, and I didn't see it. I, 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 you know, I did. If I had known this beforehand, I would have looked for it. But apparently. David Bowie was present on the set during the filming fairly often, and apparently he can be seen in crowd shots inside Cosmos Club. So, so I kind of want to go back and, and review a couple of those sequences just so I can see if I can spot Dave in the background. That ain't uh, enough. Yeah, well, I—I guess <laughs> <No. laughs> I, like I, I didn't—I didn't hate the movie. I just—I—I I felt like it was a, a bit too roller coastery for me, and the—the the lows were too low, the highs were were good, but I just felt like it was there was an inconsistency to it, just overall for my taste. But other than that, I mean, I, I get why you know it's funny, and, and to to both Patrick's point and one of Latham's points, it was interesting how. And I noticed this on some of those extreme close-up shots that Latham was talking about where he's tracking with him. And you could see clearly that they had blocked things out because like he would be close on Gazzara and he would sit down in a spot, but he'd be just out of focus. And I'd be like, get that shit focused. What's going on? And then Gazara would lean back into the seat that he was sitting in and he would be in perfect focus. And I'd be like, yeah. I'd be like, okay, that's well. This why. is this okay. is
3: this is what I'm saying before. Like, most of um, most of what's been said about the film, and a lot of what Patrick said about the film when when we started talking about it, were those uh, you know those those really um, those really intricate style points in the in the in the film, and the and sort of the way that the film had it uh, had a, a, a technique of conveying information without actually saying anything, and. You know a lot of the, a lot of uh, information that can be inferred while you're while you're watching the film in and of itself, which I which I would suspect you'd have to watch it multiple times to get a lot of that information. You know, just to while you're making your mind up as to what exactly the film was trying to say to you. And I completely respect that. And I did see that there was a I don't I don't think it's a schlock movie. I don't think it's a movie made. Uh, by, you know, by novices or idiots by any stretch of the imagination. It's no Six-String Samurai. No, it's no Six-String Samurai by any stretch of the imagination. I think it's, I also think it's, 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 it's a very gritty, um, you know, it's a movie that's very pretty in how gritty it is. Yes. It's like, it's one of those, uh, you know, it's one of those
0: really ugly, pretty movies, right? I think that's one thing that Cassavetes excels in because I, I feel like a lot of the shots that I've seen of his other films all have that feel to them. They all they all feel like a very used universe, yeah. Oh, definitely. That Hollywood had to figure out. I think he knew right from the start that that's how the world is, and that's how he wanted to show it.
3: The only thing I'm saying is that that doesn't make up for a lack of story. Sometimes, you know, it depends. Oh, yeah. You know, if I if I were to watch this in a different in a different state of mind, you know, I I I would have probably had a different time. Well, you know, a different. experience in 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 relating the movie to other people but at the at the you know having watching them like what are you saying you know could you just could you just speak up you know could you just tell me what you're what you're fucking trying to
1: say you know like do you mind um, I, i've totally gotten into the habit of keeping subtitles on when i watch films anyway <laughs> yeah and, um, and and i wish i had suggested that you know <laughs>
3: Um, was what did they did they murder their boom operator what what <laughs> happened in this film why why is everybody yeah. you know and that, like, bo-
2: that bothers me too because you know these movies are considered like you know classic films this guy's a classic director and you've got technical problems that the people that are anointing these films and guys you know you you say that to them they're like that's nah, good anyway. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. You can't hear people. That. for pussies. Photography is yeah. bad. You know, Texas yeah. or, or uh, Night of the Living Dead's a brilliant horror movie. It's brilliant. yeah, there's a lot of shitty shots in editing in that movie. Did you notice that? Yeah, but it's a classic. It's a classic. Don't worry about that.
1: I, I mean, I'm movies. sorry. I have to disagree. I, I think the, I think the editing of Night of the Living Dead is excellent.
2: I, mean, yes, I, I I'm sorry. Is, I have to wholeheartedly disagree
1: with that. Fakes all over it. There's bad. Okay. Okay. I mean, I'm just, just okay. being
2: technical. It's fine to
1: I, I under I understand. I understand. And I understand where people are coming from. This is also something that Cassavetti said though. Cassavetti was working in a time where you had guys that were interested in only making sure that their technique was perfect as opposed to putting any heart or soul into a film. And that's what he was you can That's that what also. he was not reacting not to. exclusive. You can do both and take the time. Certainly. But and, I, the idea that, but but saying that Night of the Living Dead isn't a well edited film, I mean that's. The, I'm sorry, I I I just have to disagree with I mean, that. I I, I, I can, just have I to disagree can watch with,
2: it it. with you and, and point out the editing mistakes in that that it. Certainly,
1: certainly, and it's but it's still one of the most important films. But you're doing exactly what I just said. People do, Patrick. You're oh, you're you're. hold pushing on, but hold on a second. You you're, you're talking. Hold me. on a second. Night of the Living Dead has something like you know like like 20 times more cuts than the average film at that ever did yeah it does have problems but it, the the idea that it's a bad film i didn't say it was a bad film you, you did
2: no you, you did, you, did. You, said, you said you said it, it, all right
3: it, it, he said he said people I said it's been
2: anointed as a horror classic it is it is a horror classic to show people some things that aren't actually great about it they they pass it off and say Nah, man, that's a horror classic. You can't you can't say anything about it. You can't. I, I, hold anything. on,
1: I never I never said that you couldn't, Not you couldn't you. criticize no, Night you, of the Living Dead. You certainly can, but it's certainly a well edited film, and Romero is known for his editing. It also, I mean, yes, the film was put together uh, like literally on no budget. You know, I think there's well, something to be said about that. I mean, we know. I mean,
2: I mean. That's fine as long as you give that concession to any film that's made on no budget. You can't just say that film succeeds because... No,
1: because something like Manos, The Hands of Fate is not a a movie that's done by people with some skill who made mistakes because they were on a limited budget. It's a fucking shit show because it's terrible. Yeah, the funny thing is,
2: I've actually seen the first 20 minutes of that movie Thanks to a friend I'm going to be seeing this week.
1: And, uh, and, and I'm re- killing. I'm not, I'm not saying <laughs> that it's not entertaining. Manos, the Hands of Fate is gloriously entertaining. Well, I
3: mean, you know, I think, a, I think it's a matter of opinion, right, about, about the yeah. editing. If, yeah. if, if you, you know, it depends on what you consider good or bad, you know. It, it depends on what, what you consider, whether you like something or you don't like it. I don't think Latham is saying it's a bad movie. He's saying that, you know, in spite of itself, he's saying that the the, the editing is not I up to, to you know, his... I, I,
1: I understand, but considering, you know, considering in the era that Night of the Living Dead was made, that it is arguably the really the first true independent film, and it's definitely right. the first independent ho- uh, uh, horror film, and it's pretty much the first major feature film that was made outside of new york or los angeles right i I get that
3: and i understand that you you know it
1: it deserves it deserves to have some some leniency put towards it
3: well it not necessarily depending on who's watching
1: well you know like i I mean if you i I think the night of the living dead i think one of the things i find significant about it is that almost everybody i know that watches it while they're watching it, might be like, Yeah, it's really not that great, it's got some issues, so on and so forth. And then a couple of hours later, they're like, gee, if I flip my dining room table over, I can get it across the living room window and get nails into it before they get through. That's what that, mo- that movie does. It has it is effective, it's a very right. effective film.
3: But I mean, you do have to allow for the fact that it might affect people in different ways, though, so, right? I, think, I, mean- I, I, absolutely, I
1: absolutely do. I absolutely do.
3: okay. So, like, if someone if someone watched it and didn't quite like it or thought it was shoddy, that doesn't necessarily mean that your opinion of the movie is wrong. It just means that they're not coming with you on that. That's I, all. I,
1: I I agree. I I mean, there's there's certain films that you know are beloved that I cannot, I absolutely can't stand. You know that I I, I just absolutely can't sit through. Give me one of them. Oh uh... Gone well he with doesn't the wind. know because he can't stand it gone with the wind you know is 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 pretty obvious it's oh, a beautiful a film and i just can't that. you know i mean it's it's grotesque you know it, it, it is we somebody um, on, we had somebody
0: on a few weeks ago who despised the movie Forrest gum
1: uh you know what i liked but it's got <laughs> it's kind of gotten you know it's it's got issues with it's you know got problematic issues with it and its treatment of uh you know, drug addiction and its treatment of, uh, you know, women, uh, and its treatment of uh, the disabled, so on and so forth. You know, I yeah, mean, but those are hindsight things.
0: I mean, they, yeah, they, absolutely. They, you, you know, know in the
1: theater, you know, I loved it. You know,
0: context is everything. I mean, I mean, yeah. you look at look at when when these movies came out versus you know you go you know it's like listen the very first time that you know by what I by the time I finally saw the original Texas Chainsaw again I was expecting something. To, you know, banned in thirty six countries and everything else. And when I saw it and I got done watching it, I was like, "That was banned in thirty six yeah. countries." That's and how I'm I like, felt when I watched *Clockwork Orange*. I'm are, like, "This are is are an X-rated me?
1: movie." Well, the, *Clockwork Orange* is a great example. I loved it yes. as a young man. Now I watch it, I'm like, "This is like bombastic and ham fisted and you know, n- n- no one in it is likable. And even you know, even if you could relate and they were likable, what does that say about you?" But yeah, that's, that's a, such yeah, a great that's, example that's another, of a movie that a movie that people love, and I'm just like, yeah. But that's
3: another circumstance of style over substance, right? Because there's know? really not much to that movie, you know. It just no, depends it's, on, it's certainly not. It just depends on you, whether
0: you like you, the style you, or not. You would definitely be on the same side of the fence as Walt Simonson, Patrick. You'll be happy to know he despises that film.
1: Oh my. You know, yeah, I just and that's uh, one of my know. favorite books yeah. of
0: all time. Yeah. You know, well, anyway, we've gotten a uh, a little uh, a bit astray from uh, the killing <laughs> of a Chinese bookie, and uh, we're gonna uh, so we're gonna wrap up the bookie and uh, and move on. No,
2: no, no, I want to talk about my little
0: dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you know, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, sorry. I'm, you know what's def- going
1: to
3: pick next son, it. Patrick. I want to talk about Night of the Dead, but I want us to do it mumbling the
0: entire the entire <laughs> hour and <laughs> half. Now, if you, you want are, to talk, to talk you... like Dustin Hoffman and Dick Tracy. <laughs> yeah.
1: if, if you want to talk about a bad Romero movie that I still kind of enjoy, I mean, we could talk about Day of the Dead all day long. Because I mean, not... there is no there is no more subtle performance in film than Joe Pilato as Captain Rhodes <laughs> in Day yeah. of the Dead.
3: That's pretty bad. It's pretty. It's it's a class. It's another classic, but it's pretty bad. It's classical because of how bad it is. There's one
1: moment in that film where you're like, "All right, is he gonna? Is he gonna actually say this line? You know, calmly?" And he's like, "I'm in charge of this monkey stand, Frankenstein." (laughs) 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 Great.
0: Yeah. Oh, Oh, all right. We we've killed enough bookies.
3: The Dead series is a, is a, is a classic example of rising and falling action, you know, because yeah. it's just, it's uneven through the entire the entire series oh. is an uneven assortment, but that's yes. well that's another show. That's another experimental. That's in October.
0: That's an that's an episode with uh with Darren. We'll just do the whole yeah. all the all the of the Dead movies for that uh, for that uh, weeks episode. All right, that's killing of a Chinese boogie. Holy oh we're back, we're back, we're back. Oh, we're back. oh that's fine. So in one last thing we do normally, uh, Patrick, is we do a segment called The Martini where we discuss <laughs> the body of work of the director of your, your main pick, which was, of course, John Cassavetes, who, uh, when we previously did Woman Under the Influence, most of us only seen either one or two, and now we have seen either two or three of John Cassavetes' films. Um, I, I, me personally, I would say I, I enjoyed this more than Woman Under an Influence. Um, overall, just uh, just as far as if I were to, I, I would probably go back and revisit this before I would revisit a Woman Under the Influence. And that's just that's just my own personal thought on it. And I, I, it's more because I think that there is stuff as to Hassan's point, there's, there's stuff that I think to be discovered in this uh, lurking in the background of some shots and, and look, you know, looking around more. Yeah. So I think that there'd be more to look at on a, on a repeat viewing, which is going to, which is why this one is going to edge out the other one. Uh, and it's been, and I kind of decided that it's been so long since I've seen Gloria that I can't really, I kind of want to go back and watch it now to see if what I remember about it is true. And kind of see how much of that, knowing, knowing more about his sort of production and, and camera work, how much more that actually feels like a Cassavetes film than uh, I previously would have, have realized. So, yeah, I, I,
1: I want to revisit Gloria myself. I haven't seen it since I was a kid.
0: Uh, but yeah, other than that, I, I, I just don't know. I just don't know. I've seen more
1: movies with him in them.
0: Yeah, but well have he's a, a great director.
1: actor. He's yes. such a great actor. I mean, he's so great in, in uh um uh, Rosemary's Baby. I mean, he is just uh, Rosemary's you know, Baby, you know, dirty dozen, the Fury, yeah. you know. Yeah, uh,
0: the Fury's a great underrated oh, uh,
1: wow, yeah. The Fury's a good little flick, man. That's yep. an uh, that's another late night HBO absolutely uh, uh from the from the 80s movie. There's also another one um named Patrick, actually, which is an Australian. Yes. Yes. Yeah, exploitation film about a, a guy who's a, a, a telekinetic who's in a um, coma. It was remade.
0: Believe- it was remade about ten years ago with Charles Dance as the doctor.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, let's check that out.
0: It's. Uh, yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, I, I I found I did find uh, when I was when I was watching when I finished this on HBO Max uh, as part of the the films that popped up with you know you may like this there was a movie on HBO max called Mikey and Nikki with uh, Cassavetes and, and uh, Columbo uh, in it. Yeah. I'm going to go back and, uh, and check that out. Uh, Just, it's not, Cassavetes didn't direct it. He's just in it, you know, because, you know, part in years ago when I, when I discovered that he was a director, he was, he was one of those early guys that I found out about that he would take these movie roles in order to, get the money to make his own movies this is how he financed his filmmaking would be you know he would go and make these movies you know much like De Niro ended up doing to to start up the Tribeca Film Festival you know that was one of the things he did is you started seeing him take on all these roles like what is Robert De Niro doing this fucking romantic comedy for And then you come to realize that he's like he's doing it so he can bank cash that he can just put into a project that he really feels strongly
1: about yeah getting you know? getting th- get movie theater space <laughs> and try right. back I ain't cheap <laughs> right right <laughs> you know
0: yeah the luxury but, uh,
1: most people don't
2: have so right yeah.
0: that's very true that's very yeah. true but uh but yeah so uh yeah I, I, I'd, I i'd say i'd probably bump this one ahead of a woman under the influence in my in my in my estimation.
1: Well, I would say also if, if folks want to, you know, you know, see an O 2 director, that's a lot of fun. You know, that's films aren't quite as serious. I mean, certainly Russ Meyer. I mean, faster pussycat kill kill is Vixen. Great. Vixen is great. Um, uh, Beyond the Valley Dolls, obviously. And and also beneath. Is it beneath the Valley of the Ultra Vixens? I believe is his last film. <laughs> I don't know, but
0: that's a great title.
1: Yeah, I think beneath the valley of the Ultra Vixens. We 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 know what we know what Russ was all about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if you've ever seen pictures of Russ Meyer, he looks exactly like you would expect him to. <laughs> you know, he's got that push broom mustache and he's yeah, got he has that shit eating grin. Yeah, he looks
0: like a taller, heavier John Waters.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like John Waters' straight uncle.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's oh, funny.
2: Oh, he directed up. Oh, well, wow, I didn't know that. John Waters. <laughs> oh, that's not the right up. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> okay, never mind. mind.
3: Uh,
2: that's something else is
3: up. What? <laughs> yeah. what I think, uh, I think Gloria still my edges out. My Casavetti's films right that up. I've seen, of which are three. Right now. Um yeah, too, so. I did I I I like a woman of uh under the influence a little more than than uh Chinese Bookie, only because of the coherence of the story. I mean it's very it's there's no there's no there's no um stylized trickery that's being used to to tell the story in and of itself. So it comes off more straightforward. Although I think woman under the influence pissed me off a lot more than uh <laughs> than Chinese Bookie. Because by the time I was done with that film, I was freaking furious. That's um, true. You were, yeah. Um, so I, th- I think film-wise, I think I like Gloria. I think Gloria is got the the grit um, and style, but it also has a very straightforward, very simplistic story that it's telling. So it kind of has a little something for everybody who's you know who comes to the table looking for something. I think I don't I don't th- I haven't seen a bad Cassavetti film yet. You know, like I all three of the films, in my opinion, mark him for me as a you know as a, a considerably talented director.
1: Yeah, I think um, if, I think if you guys take a little time away from <clears throat> of a Chinese bookie and revisit it with the the hour and fifty minute version as opposed to the yeah maybe hour so. and fifteen, I think I think it's gonna make a I think it makes a big difference in the movie. Uh, Patrick, uh, thanks so much for stopping by, man. Thank you for having me, man. This is an absolute blast. It really, I'm, really uh, was.
0: I'm glad you had a good time. It was uh, a, a fun, rousing evening of conversation, to say the least. So, And,
1: and I apologize for uh, for torturing Latham and, and Hassan with extended oh, cuts of Cassavetes <laughs> films.
2: I have a bo- Patrick, uh, I have no, a book of like 470 movies to watch. And now it's at 468. <laughs> thank you so thank you for... You know, we don't have to love these movies. We just like seeing them and talking about them.
3: <laughs> fair enough. Fair Definitely. Enough. Um, I actually didn't hate the movie by any stretch of the
2: imagination. Neither did I. I didn't hate him either.
3: I just,
0: yeah. So uh, so thanks to Fesley and Music. Please check out our website at sentimentalpod.com for all of our previous episodes. And don't forget to download and subscribe to Cinemental wherever you enjoy your podcasts, or you can always listen to new episodes at sentimentalpod.com. Also, you can follow us on all major social media accounts at SinimentalPod. <laughs> for us on God with Latham Cogger Third, Patrick Kennedy, and myself, we say thank you so much for listening. And as always, in the words of our friend and strip club owner-operator and sometime hitman, Truman Burbank.